Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Caressa continues our series, Renew Hope, with a sermon titled, Renewing Our Commitment to God's Word. The scripture comes from 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 17, and is read by Scott Lucia. Good morning. The scripture lesson today comes from Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. The apostle Paul writes, Timothy, you have been a good apprentice, and you know all about my teaching, how I live, and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, but the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil people, imposters, will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God, and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you all for sharing your gift and your witness. To the gospel. What a beautiful song. Well, good morning. As you know, we are taking a look at renewing our commitment to God's word. Now, if I was to take a poll, maybe even by show of hands, I can assume that most of you in this room own a Bible. Now, the question is, do you know where that Bible is? The Bible is the best-selling book of all time. Did you know that? And statistics show that 85% of all Americans have at least one Bible in their home, and typically a household has three. Or if you're like my household that has double preachers, we have about 25. You don't have to have that many, but it's safe to say that the book is out there, but apparently, unfortunately, it gathers more dust than it does reading time. Now, if your Bible looks like this, no judgment. No judgment. So here are some recent statistics on Bible reading trends. And I thought this was interesting, and maybe you will too. 32% of American Christians read the Bible regularly, but most often it is done in worship. 60% of American Christians rarely or never read 
the Bible. Now, that statistic was alarming for me to read because the Bible is considered to be the foundational text of Christianity. Less than 20% of millennials read the Bible on a regular basis. There weren't any statistics about Gen X or baby boomers. Sorry, but that was the statistics I found. 9% of teenagers read the Bible daily. Only 12% of churchgoers read the Bible daily. 25% engage in study. But what's interesting is 56% of Christians have a genuine desire to read the Bible so then why doesn't it happen? If the Bible is the most popular, highest circulated book of all time and the foundational text of our Christian faith, then why aren't more people reading it? Well, Michael Foss, who wrote the book Power Search, he's an author as well as a longtime pastor. He says maybe it's because a good number of Christians see the Bible as a tool for pastors, and at best, it's an accessory for the average church member. So my question for us to think about this morning is, is the Bible an accessory to our faith, or is it an essential tool for our discipleship? Is the Bible an accessory to our faith, or is it an essential tool for our discipleship? Now, I thought about standing up here before you this morning, holding up a Bible and saying, this is a Bible, read it, and then just sit down. Like, shortest sermon ever, right? You would definitely beat all the other churchgoers to your favorite restaurant on a Sunday morning, right? But on second thought, the Bible deserves more attention than that, doesn't it? So what is the Bible? Why is reading the Bible important? Is this ancient book even relevant for our lives today? I'll give you a hint. The answer is yes. Yes, the Bible is relevant for our lives today, but it's, it deserves some attention. It deserves some of our time and some of our focus. So how would you finish this sentence? The Bible is, we'll start over here. The Bible is... Instructions, what else? God's word, foundation to our faith, biblical stories, stories of God's people, guidance for life. What else? The Bible is the word of God, overwhelming, hard to understand, right? Sometimes it's just gibber jabber, and you're like, what, what, what did that even make sense? Right. It's all of those things and more. Some would say that the Bible is a compass to show you the direction you need to go, or a map because it shows you to your final destination, or like we sang earlier, thy word is the lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. That comes from Psalm 119, 105. Others would say that the Bible is a guidebook, a rule book on what to do, what not to do a collection of stories and letters, a history book of God's people, a portal to know God better. 
As Presbyterians, we believe that the Bible is the living word of God, like Jordan talked about earlier. That it's not stagnant, it's not just words on a page, but that God's Holy Spirit speaks in and through those words that are in the Bible, that are in print, to illuminate us, to inspire us, to give us instruction, direction for our lives, to teach us what is good and what is wrong. We believe that God spoke to the humans in the ancient world that inspired them to write down what they did and that God continues to speak to us today. And I don't know about you, but I'm always amazed that I can read the same scripture passage or the same story in the Bible, and I can read it three years ago, I can read it next week, I can read it today, and it's going to speak to me differently each time I read it. I'm going to grasp something different. I'm going to hear a message or, or an important uh, tidbit for my life in a new, refreshing way. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but it always amazes me. And what else always amazes me is when I can read these ancient words, like from Psalms, and they can be talking about how the, their community or their nation was divided. We don't know anything about that, do we? How they can be faced with such anguish and pain, and it still speaks to our circumstance today. This collection of 66 books and letters tells the story of God's people. It helps us understand who God is, how God was present and at work then, but it also informs us of how God is present and at work in our lives today. This living word makes known to us who our creator, our redeemer, and our sustainer is, who God was, and what God promises to do and to be in our life moving forward. The purpose of the Bible is to teach us what to believe and how to live. And this was the message that the Apostle Paul was teaching his apprentice, Timothy, in that second letter that, that we heard read just a few minutes ago. And so Paul, Paul tends to go off on different rants and things like this. And sometimes he's one of those that is overwhelming and it doesn't make any sense. But Paul is very succinct here. Paul beautifully gives us a summary of what God's word found in scripture is and how it is relevant to our lives today. And so Paul says to Timothy, the holy scriptures are essential to your life as a disciple. You can't live without them. These are important instructions for how to live a life with God and for God. You see, God breathed life into these words. These are holy, sacred revelations about who God is and how God is present and active in our world and in our lives. And here's why you need it, Timothy. Here's why we need it. Here's why you need to hear, to read, to listen to, to study, to sing, to immerse yourself in God's word. Because life is hard and people are difficult. I see a few nods, right? See, Paul's words way back when are still very relevant to us today. 
This is why we need God's word, because life is hard and people are difficult. Paul says, Timothy, you're going to face challenges. You're going to face hardships, adversaries, uphill battles. You will constantly be tempted to succumb to sinful ways. There is evil in this world. There are people that are trying to tear you down. There are people that are going to try to hurt you, manipulate you, deceive you. But do not let it phase you. Because when you are in the word, the word is in you. The word is in you, empowering you to stay true to God, to stay God's path. So stick with what you've learned in scripture. There's nothing Nothing like the living word of God to show you the way, the truth, and the life. I would say Paul was pretty spot on, don't you think? The Bible's not an accessory. It's not something extra that we casually choose to read or, you know, it's not a fixture on our shelf collecting dust. If it is, you have a task for this afternoon, right? To go home, to dust off that Bible, maybe as well as some of the other trinkets on your shelf. But Paul was stressing to Timothy because Timothy was, was learning how to be a leader of the church. He was learning how to be a disciple that would make disciples of other people. And so Paul was making it very clear that the Bible is essential to your life as a disciple. And then he gives us five reasons why. In verse 15, Paul says that the God's word gives us wisdom. In reading and studying the Bible, we hear our story and the story of God's people. We hear our struggles and their struggles. We see and, and resonate with their questions as our questions, their doubts, their fears, their wrestlings. We can see our experience in their experience. And by studying and immersing ourselves in God's word and in God's ways, we can be wise about how we act, what we say, how we respond. God's word helps us face those difficult challenges and people because we are immersing ourselves in that word and we are becoming wise through God's word. The Bible teaches us truth. The Bible is not just someone's opinion. It's not someone's political, you know, letter they wrote to the editor or anything. The Bible is truth. The Bible is God's word to us, and it's the foundation of our faith. Scripture gives us knowledge about who God is, about how God intends for us to live with one another. And God teaches us, especially in and through Jesus Christ, what love is and what love looks like. And the Bible also reveals. The Bible reveals who God is, what God desires for us, and also the Bible reveals, if we're honest, I know that's a big first step, how we are or are not walking in God's ways. Quick story, once I was sitting in a Bible study and we, the beginning of the Bible study, we just kind of go around and we check in with one another. How was your week? What was this like? Well, one of the people came in and whoo, she was hot. I mean, she was fired up and she just let out. She was like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what happened to me earlier this morning. So she tells us about this road rage that she had. I know that never happens here in Castle Rock, never on I-25, maybe a little bit. <laughs> 
But she had explained that she was just full of road rage earlier this morning because someone had cut out, you know, cut her off, almost caused a wreck, and without even thinking about it, she just blurted out this whole mouthful of cuss words, right? And so she was admitting that to us, which was good and brave. But here's the funny part. A few minutes later, we opened up our Bibles to Ephesians 4, and here was our lesson for the day. No foul language is to come out of your mouth, but only what is good for building someone up in need. Not only did she feel convicted, but it was a lesson, good lesson for all of us. Sometimes the Bible reveals something to us in the moment that we may not have been very aware of. The Bible also corrects us. We can be convicted of those wrongs. We can realize our mistakes. But not only does it show us how we have wronged, but it shows us how to correct, how to make amends, how to realign ourselves with what God wants us to do. And last but not least, number five, the Bible trains us. Now, the Apostle Paul, throughout his different letters, loves to use a metaphor of exercise, of, of physical ability. You may have heard the scripture, you know, run this race, right? Well, one of the things that I love that he does with Timothy, Timothy is that he, he puts into light discipleship in the same metaphor as exercise, right? If you want to get in physical shape, now I'm not a model for this, but if you want to get in physical shape, you exercise, you go to the gym, you train your body on a daily basis. Well, Paul says the same thing for your spiritual life. Because if you want to be trained, if you want to be disciplined in your spiritual life, then you've got to exercise. You've got to immerse yourself in God's word daily. That's how you gain discipleship. So Paul goes through all of this. He gives us these instructions, these guidance, this, this beautiful summary on what God's word is found in Holy Scripture, why it's important to our lives. And he ends with this to Timothy. He says, God uses the Holy Scriptures to prepare and equip God's people to do every good work. The Holy Scriptures prepares us and equips us. So friends, the Bible is an essential part of our life of faith. It's not an accessory. It's not something just to collect dust on a shelf. We need to read it. We need to use it. We need to listen to it. Allow God's living word to be a light into your path, to be a portal to God and God's spirit, to be a guidebook for your discipleship. So today, renew your commitment. Renew your commitment to God's word. Make reading and listening to God's word a priority this week. Make that simple commitment that you're going to read and listen to God's word this week. And here are some tools to help you do that. At New Hope, we have several different Bible studies. We have a women's Bible study that meets on Monday nights. Uh, I'll be starting that pastor class on February 11th after worship, and we're going to reflect on the sermon. We're going to dive deeper into the scripture. Our youth have a Bible study every Wednesday night. Some of our life groups study scripture. Or we could create a new Bible study. If you're interested in something like that, come see me after worship. 
There's also Bible apps. How many of you have a Bible app on your phone, right? Phone, computer, tablet, it's an easy way to read scripture with a swipe of the finger. These Bible apps can also prompt you each day with a different scripture passage to read. They can also read it out loud to you if you just want to sit and listen to God's word. And then there's different reading plans, devotionals online, book form, D365 is one of my favorites. And by the way, feel free to take out your phone, take a picture. I'm going to give you some, uh, some examples of things that you can use. Between is off of our website. It's a, a, a prayer and a scripture time to help you get between Sunday to Sunday. Our daily bread, we have those right outside on our welcome desk. Read the Bible in 90 days. Grab a friend for coffee or do it over Zoom. There's an excellent book by Rob Bell, What is the Bible? There's a great 90-day devotional by Priscilla Schreier called Awaken. Crosswalk.com is a great resource because it also has uh, where you can look up Bible verses by topic, Bible verses by situation. So if you're going through something and you're like, I wonder what the Bible has to say about that, you can go to crosswalk.com and look at it. Or here's a quick list. Uh, I keep this as a bookmark in one of my Bibles. Uh, if you say, I can't figure it out, God says, I'll direct your step, and here's a scripture for that. Friends, this is just a brief list of helpful ways that the Bible can be an essential part of your discipleship, but also your daily walk with God. So I pray that today you'll recommit to use the Bible as an essential part of your discipleship toolkit. Friends, it's time to pick it up. It's time to dust it off. It's time to use it, to be inspired by it, to be educated, equipped, and empowered by it, to be transformed by it. Because when you are in the Word, the Word is in you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all of God's children said, Amen. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, may you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.